There will be multiple uses of F-bombs and even the occasional see you next Tuesday within the contents of this podcast. If this is no use to you, then you are no use to us. Beat it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the dust has barely settled on a roller coaster triple header as Scotland began the road to guitar campaign in typically Scottish style in some respects, but showed some fight and resilience that has been lacking in recent campaigns. Here to dissect the goings on in the last seven days, as always, is John McClay. You ready to go, John? Yep, ready to go, as always. Also joining me is regular contributor Colin Brook. Have you got your monologues rehearsed for tonight, Brookie? Aye, all prepared (laughs) Good stuff Well, again, thanks to the Tartan Specials for use of their tune for the intro music Now here's what we have to say Just watched Scotland put the Pharaohs to bed. Uh, we're relative ease in the end, but uh, how'd you rate the triple header as a whole? Despite us saying we thought we'd probably need a minimum of seven points for the three games, we've got five, John. I am probably a wee bit disappointed overall. It seems a bit harsh saying that after going unbeaten and winning 4 0 uh, the night. Uh, and I, but I obviously tipped this for nine points uh-huh. in the last <laughs> pod, which was very optimistic. Um, but I do think we, we might potentially look back and point to both the first two games as two points dropped mm. at the end of the campaign. Uh, however, in terms of how we played, I, I didn't think we deserved more than a draw than either game. So uh, I think there is disappointment. But to put a positive slant on it, we are unbeaten. And for confidence going forward, we can look back before we're games in the Euros and say we didn't lose, we're <laughs> unbeaten. But a positivity, five points could have been worse. Uh, you similar sentiments, Brookie, unbeaten so far in 2021? <laughs> yeah, no, you have to look at the positives. I'm just going to point out that I did say we'd get five points. I did predict that. <laughs> um, after you're a negative Nelly of the group. Like. <laughs> I know. Um, uh, it could have been better. Um, and I think uh, we saw you know, everything good and bad in the first couple of games. Um, mm. But 
I wouldn't say we're in World Cup qualifying form, but I wouldn't have pressed a panic button just yet. I mean, we can't have after three games when we've now lost and we're second in the table and we've still right. got to play like, um, our closest rivals, I think, after them getting pumped tonight. So, um, yeah, uh, don't panic. I think we've, we're still in it. Aye. We should say we're recording this straight after the, the Pharaohs game, so we only had the clips for the, the first two games on there so far. Uh, what do you make of these comments from, from Steve Clark, boys? I don't know. Can't. I don't. I can't look into the future. I don't know if it's two good points or, or from the first two games or whether we've we've dropped four points. It's going to be costly. So it's very difficult to tell. He was talking about after the the uh, Israel game. Is that him just trying to put a positive slant on things, or does he believe we're still very much in the running? Well, he he believes that he has to. Um, if he does not, there's no chance the players will. <laughs> so I mean, look, we're in second place. We're unbeaten. Um, we've played our rivals for second place and not lost. We've got eight games left, so um, at for a Scotland fan, just means there's there's loads of pain still to come. Unfortunately, yes. John, uh, I think what he's saying is we can mark up the points elsewhere um, if we get something off of Austria and Denmark, which is looking like a tough ask. <laughs> um, but we're certainly new to it. Uh, but it'll depend on on other results. Denmark will pretty much definitely top the group going by their results, been really strong. Um, yeah. So we'll need Austria to slip up some way, and ideally we need to beat them uh, in Austria. Yeah. I, I think after the three September games, we, it is three in September, isn't it? Three in September, yeah. aye. Mm-hmm. I think we can, uh, if we get less than three points, we're, we're gone. Aye. All right, go back to the, the Austria again. Uh, John, what did you, you make? Well, did you make that first two games, Austria and, and then Israel? Uh, it was it was tough watches. Both games were were uh, horrendous. I actually thought against Austria we played okay. First half um, was pretty even, mm-hmm. um, but we just we would just looked really negative. It's just the Clark Y, and we'll probably come on to that again. But mm-hmm. it was it was not a very inspiring couple of games, but. I guess the coming back in both games for goals doing on three separate occasions is, is something to kind of hang on to a wee bit. I think we touched on that in the opening there that we probably would have lost that uh, games in, in previous campaigns. But Clark, Clark did raise a couple of eyebrows with defensive selections in particular, Brookie. Yeah, so for the... Basically had two changes to the back three. Um, so that same system, but um, I think to be fair they're probably forced by injuries I mean if mm. Gallagher and Jack are fit then you'd maybe be looking at one change or maybe not even any changes at all and Was Gallagher um, injured because he also stayed in the oh, squad Aye that's weird because he's just he's just to that another baby again recently mm-hmm. so you'd expect if there was no chance on playing he would probably have you know he'd have said look um, make it Israel oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know um, whether it was just cover or whether he wanted to stay or, or what it was. But he's never played a lot recently for for Motherwell. He's just coming back. Fair I don't know if that was the if, reason. If he wanted to stay himself, yeah, despite yeah. being injured, that's, that's showing a bit yeah. of commitment there. So I've no idea why he wasn't in the team. I suspect, I hope it was because um, he, you know, he's just come back from injury because I didn't think he deserved to be um, pointed no, out. Yeah, I think uh, a player we've, we've all been very critical of in the past and in the very recent present as well as Grant Hanley. He was certainly like a headless bear charging about for the first 20 <laughs> minutes of that Austria game, but settled down and obviously got a goal. 
did he play his way into contention for a starting berth at the Euros, Bucky? Uh, I don't know. Um, okay, so we'll admit he's certainly back up the pecking order a bit. I mean, just the off course today, maybe. Uh, <laughs> the last time we did a pod, we, the, all three of us were adamant he's not playing. He's, he's getting no minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, okay, first twenty minutes at home at Austria aside, where he was really shaky. I mean, mm. you just thought there was a red card coming. He'd been booked early, and he was still. You wouldn't so, have got uh, good odds after that twenty minutes uh, with him being sent off. tackles, he was. Uh, he. he he did look really sort of uh, nervous and, and, and stuff. But, I mean, he did okay after that, yeah. He, he was pretty steady. He was, I say he was pretty steady. He was pretty steady again the night. Israel, I mean, I've got a, a, he's okay for defending corners and crosses. He's a big mm-hmm. lad. He goes and wins stuff, puts his body and you know, where it hurts and stuff like that. But, I mean, boys like Zahavi and Solomon, the boys that can dance around them and sort of change direction quickly and stuff with that rashness, you're just always worried. Um, but he'll be there or thereabouts. He'll be part of the squad now. There's no doubt of that. Mm, Hanley, I'm starting birth for you, Euros, John, or was he holding Gallagher's place? I hope he was holding Gallagher's place. Um, <laughs> still not convinced. Still not for me, Hanley. I just think he's way too rash. And, uh, and you're right, Brookie, after the first 20 minutes, he, he did settle down and he didn't really do anything too wrong in the, in the games following that but I just think if I was Gallagher I would have been pissed off like I I'd have been seriously so. pissed off so. yeah I think um, but, I, but I now think going by that the fact he didn't even get on any minutes against the Pharaohs mm-hmm. Omdi's fit enough to come on that game you'd have thought Aye. especially with how maybe it, with injury well you can only hope that um, but Fabian were probably were best centre half um, in the last few games and got getting us into the Euros to not get in on a minute so I think that's poor aye. unless there's there's, a, no, there's issues alongside him you could make a claim that, that uh, young Henry was culpable for, for both the goals in the Austria game or, or am I being a bit harsh on him? No I think he started the game okay actually um, he looked kind of he looks apart as, mm. a, as a defender he looks like he's John Stonesy type <laughs> yeah, crap John Stones <laughs> <laughs> John <Yeah>. Pebble, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, ah, he was caught in his heels. I think for the first goal, I'm not saying it was our doing to him because uh, we didn't press a bar mm. and Marshall kind of put it on a plate. But uh, no, I, I, he also didn't win the header. Although it was a great goal, to be fair, I think it's probably ah, six foot seven. <laughs> ah, but he was behind him, wasn't he? The bar was behind ah, him, and ah. It was a good heater. I mean, I'll give you the fact that he was—he should have reacted quicker for Austria's first goal. But there was there was a feature throughout all of those three games, which is our closing complete doom. lack of closing down and pressing. Do you it, think that it, is because Brookie, the midfield think that defence is so shit? We are having to be back here helping them out. <laughs> <laughs> or is that a Clark tactic? Maybe Clark tell him. Eh? Yeah, it, 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 I actually remember speaking to that. I was actually speaking to Mo about this, and he agreed. In the first um, two games, we thought they're so standoffish that uh, they must have been instructed. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, eh? uh, but I mean, you've even seen it at night in the Pharaohs game. Mm-hmm. They didn't lay a glove on us, but at one 0 a boy comes through, and <laughs> it was like a partner. I everybody just parted. Let him have a strike. And Craig Gordon had to make an absolutely amazing save. Um, and, and I thought Hendry could have reacted quicker, but for the second goal, I'm more angry. I can't even he could have put more pressure on the big boy and make it more difficult for him, because he does crane his neck and put everything into it. But you're thinking, why are we not even putting pressure on the boy 
crossing in again for they've got a six foot seven striker in the box. <laughs> it so, looked to me like in our three games, there's an area on the pitch for we seem to just give teams heaps of time, and it seems much. to be on our left hand side, just kind of mm. in an area for teams that are either get get a shot off, get a cross in, and it cost us for three goals, I think. And uh, pretty much, pretty much. Yep. Um, if it if it was Henry against Austria, then Marshall didn't cover himself in glory in the the Israel game, did he? Um, maybe because he isn't fully fit in playing at Derby, uh, Brookie. But nah, you've got to be saving that, haven't you? McGregor saves that. Gordon saved him like that against the Pharaohs. Yeah, uh, I mean, well, initially when you see it at full speed, you're thinking, "Wow, what a hit!" But as soon as you saw the replay of a sort of behind the boy striking it, you're thinking, "Well." He's he's gone with both hands. His feet maybe didn't get going quick mm-hmm. enough, and he just doesn't get. I think if he goes with like one hand, like like Aye. Gordon did, you know, Aye. I think he saves it. But these things happen occasionally with keepers, and it was <laughs> travelling. Uh, it was a it was a good strike, and you know it was well hit. So um, I, I again maybe more disappointed with the first goal at home to Austria, where we didn't have closing down. The shot comes in, but you think he could have done better with that. He I, palms I, it out to the side, it's near goal. I get it to the side. I, it did bounce just in front of him, didn't it? I it, would say. It I, did, it was a difficult lane. Mm-hmm. But um, he's, he's still he's, he's still our keeper. I think he's still number one for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, uh, you, I think you mentioned it. I'm not sure if it was tongue-in-cheek, but goalkeeper, possible problem position for us? Uh, it's just such a... Kind of the position a goalkeeper... Is such a confidence kind of thing. It's like a striker. Mm-hmm. If you're not scoring goals, you're you're not playing so well. Aye. If you make a mistake as a keeper, you're struggling, uh, <laughs> and it's highlighted a hundred <laughs> times more than any other mistake in the pitch. So, but saying that, we need a keeper that's going to be kind of assured because Scotland can't afford to give goals a lot for sure. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm hoping Marshall's just a wee bit shy of, a fitness, but even Gordon and I, I'm not sure if you boys caught it because you were faffing with technical uh, <laughs> things, but Gordon dropped across. Right. And did you see it, Brookie? Yeah, he did, yeah. Oh, it was a He's got into locker as well, Gordon, isn't he? He's got a spillage like a crossball. Yeah. I, 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 I think Marshall's still number one for me, and um, it's so. not a bad boy to hear. It's not a bad boy, Gordon, to hear. Experience in the background. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's some comments that Kieran Tierney made straight after the, the Austria game. So the, the setting time, when there's only 10 minutes to go, your heads can drop. Um, you can start being negative, but we stuck to what the manager told us to do and we got the rewards and it was a great finish as well. I like uh, listening to Kieran Tierney. I think he, he talks a lot of sense, but he talks for the heart as well. Do, do you see him being a future captain of Scotland, John? Um, I think he's a he's a candidate. I probably wouldn't have changed for Robo, though. I mean, no, at the moment, no. No, I think certainly through the Euros, it would be, I think it would be poor to take it off a Robo at this point. I would probably rather lean towards McTomney for Tierney. Yeah, we'll come on to McTomney in a, in a while, but I want to speak about Kieran Tierney because I think John, what I agreed that that KT is a man who who got past marks in all the games in his first becoming possibly our best player. And you're an Arsenal fan, so... Uh, he, he, he was the best player over the three games, Aye, for sure. sure. Um, defensively, I thought forever he played, whether it was in the middle of the back four for the second well, half in Israel. When they went to back four, he was the in winning the heaters. <laughs> Again, that was possibly his, his one thing that he they said he couldn't have but he was winning the heaters. I uh, you know, just for whatever position he's played, he's mm. he's been strong. 
there's obviously a lot of talk about Tierney and Robo and um, dropping Robo. To me, that's ridiculous. Um, Definitely. Robo certainly didn't have his best games. Um, but I do think that teams are starting to pay him a wee bit more attention. Mm-hmm. And aye, it's obvious. At, aye, looking at your squad and saying, right, fast potential danger man. And, and if they look at Liverpool games, then yeah, he so. would be one. But uh, And I think that's allowed Tierney to get forward a wee bit from the play. Tierney left of the three. Aye, aye. Um, but I think he's been good going forward, but he's still been our best defender. So to tick him a waffy of the defence would be a mm-hmm. mistake because the rest of the defence is aye, shaky is a at bit best. Shaky, like. But uh, aye, I mean, some engine on him, he's got the engine to do that. He can be helping out attack mm-hmm. one minute and, and straight back. Uh, Brookie, the Robertson Tierney debate has also been rumbling on a week, but do you think? Clark is right to be getting them both in the team. I think we saw the night that it does work, and I Robertson's getting man marked, but it's creating space for Kieran Tierney. Yep, and and you saw that he got for. I mean, uh, set up uh, first two goals. Um, he's just naturally he can't help himself if the space <laughs> is there, and he he can't help, he gets forward. He goes past Robo, and and maybe that's how that will work out with playing them both on that left hand side. I think so. um, but do you know what? Yeah. <laughs> Bloody hell, we're Scotland. We can't afford the players like that. No. They're playing. Again, that's Not just the bottom line. They are both unbelievably good football players at the very, very top level, and they'll always play if they're fit. For me, um, it doesn't matter if I was better. There's a why that they both can play, and I think we've yeah. seen it in night especially that it can work. And if it'll happen is teams will start paying Kieran Tierney more attention, and then Robertson will get the mere space, and he'll start delivering. So I think it's great yep. options to hey. I mean, let's be honest, Robertson... His delivery was woeful in the first two games. There's no doubt about it. He didn't have good games, but he deserves the benefit of the doubt for, for who he is and fit he's done. And he got an assist uh, the night. Great cross was, the night yeah. straight. And I mean, if, if you're getting Fraser to score a heater, that's a decent cross. Like. <laughs> there was nobody near him. Like. Nah. <laughs> Fraser was forfeit nine off a grun when he uh, connected with it. I think. Are, uh, are you guys, I think we've touched on it a bit, Bookies, it was positive to see his fight back if nothing else and show some resilience because I, I firmly believe under Strachan, under McLeish we'd have lost both of that games against Austria and Israel if they're going behind Yeah, there's no way we were getting in him for that game uh, the Austria game definitely with McLeish and, and Strachan um, and I, I think I mean, is that's the first time we've gone to Israel and they lost Aye. over that you know, the three times we've been away. So yeah, certainly uh, to come back it is it's probably one of the good things we can take for this uh, well the first two games in this little sort of triple header. Aye. Um, Aye. I, you know, <laughs> that uh, I think if we take four off at Israel in this group. You know, mm-hmm. and they get one for. We've got to be happy with that, given the recent results against them. I can. We would have liked to have taken six points off them, but I, I just never going to happen for they're me. Capable of doing something in one of the Austria games, that's for sure. If I they're hope seeing so. Austria, I can Austria. We're missing Sabitzer against us, but I think he played at night, didn't he, against Denmark, and obviously didn't that do much. <laughs> didn't do <laughs> <a> no. <laughs> yeah, John, you impressed with at least the fight and resilience shown. Uh, absolutely, and I think my first reaction uh, when Austria scored their second, and I think I put it into our group, was that's game over, because that's <laughs> just fit you're used to. No, it was, so I think we are, I probably agreed. Uh, um, so I think, Kim, we've got a bit more confidence, a bit more belief in the squad, that we can nick goals and get back into games as far as 
two, three years ago, I think we would have definitely lost. So yeah. I, that should stand us in good stead. And I guess Aye. for tournament football as well, um, again, if you can head on to, to games and they lose, you'd get to get yourself a chance. Well, we're obviously going to do um, Euros pods before and after the Euros games and, and some in the build-up. So we'll talk about more. But Croatia and Czech Republic, not exactly flying uh, in their games. I think Wales beat the Czechs. Croatia struggled against Malta. I think they got beaten one of their games with the Brugge. Yeah, Croatia, uh, they've not done fantastic over the last week. Certainly, I mean, I'm texting you guys uh, yesterday saying, look there, nil-nil with Malta. Are you jinxing every time, going. though? Within 30 <laughs> seconds, they'd scored. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, they certainly have not started the campaign uh, fantastically aye, well, which is good news for us. Definitely. Although the, Czech, the Czechs did look decent in their first game, but Wales yeah. obviously found, found a way to beat them, so we'll maybe need to speak to Giggsy. If he's available. <laughs> uh, we, we mentioned McTominay. I've got a couple of, couple of quotes for him. For us, it's having that little bit more belief, that little bit more arrogance, a little bit more feeling that we can, we can go and play and dominate teams as well. And that'll come with, with time where we, where we want to get on the ball and we really want to play and, and stuff like that. That'll come. I feel like the manager's reiterating brilliant points in meetings and stuff like that, which can, which can take us to another level. And I feel like we're starting to see that now. I don't know who's going to be playing back. But, um, <laughs> yeah, obviously, yeah, positive. Yeah, to be back in midfield, that's my, my natural position. But as I say, it's the manager, me and the manager haven't spoken of anything about positions or anything like that. That. wherever he wants me to play I'll play and I'm, I'm more than happy to do that it's it's a team game we have to all come together as a collective if we want to achieve things to go to the World Cup it's uh, clear for the players comments that we've heard already that they've definitely bought into Steve Clark as manager I would say um, McTominay talks well he was man of the match against Austria didn't really get going against Israel but, but not many did do we see him as a big player for us across the next decade John? I definitely for the next ten years I would hope that he's as I say, I see him as potential captain material. Um mm. and I, I I mean before the night's game I was back to thinking definitely should be playing in midfield mm. and then Clark putting him back into defence, I think there's probably an acceptance in Aye. my head that he's gonna play there in the Euros. I think so. I think once Jack's fit, eh? Post Euros, I think he needs to be in midfield, for, definitely. Aye, Ricky, impressed with McTominay over the piece. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm like most Scotland fans, pinning a lot of hopes on this boy. Um, <laughs> he, he, he really does seem to have the potential. I mean, he's already uh, a really good player for us and for Man United, but he's only what 24. So you're yeah. thinking, wow, where could he go? Um, but he talks really well. Okay, he's clearly passionate right. about playing for Scotland. And he Although I do, do feel, well listening to that Hale thing, some of it is kind of rehearsed speech <laughs> that you would get uh, training for at Man United because he mentioned club a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. So he'd like a rehearsed speech. Does he make, <laughs> mind you a, a Darren Fletcher a wee bit? A wee bit, though, aye. The That's prob- they probably <laughs> grew up in the same sort of... Yeah. Same boy taught them. Same boy I taught them how to speak to the press. <laughs> but uh, to be honest, I mean, I, a guy who's at, at one of the biggest clubs in the world... Clark's asking him to play at position. He must have bought into Clark as a manager to, to do that without grumbling. Well, to hear him say in the interview there that I don't care for a play, I'll, I'll play for Clark tells me that, that tells a story. Like, cause Definitely. That's not always been the case for players at Scotland. So. Great. My one criticism of McTominay, actually, and it kind of goes back to the, the bit about closing Dune. I've watched him at times at United, and Daggett Morang, I think he's he's been really good for United, but mm. there's just... 
I think he could just press that bar just a wee bit of, kinda, in the final third, he could just get there a wee bit quicker. Oh, yeah. um, they but, could all press it a bit better. For United. For United aye. as well. Mm-hmm. Can I just, it's just one smack in a part of his game that aye. could take him a wee bit further maybe. But. I think we maybe did. Uh, I think you picked up on it, Brookie's wheel, which was surprising for you as a Dons fan, but I think we did miss Ryan Jack in, in that midfield against Israel in particular, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I really like Ryan Jack. I think he's a, a brilliant player. He's done really well for Scotland as well um, since since Clark came in. And he would have sat in front of the back three and I, I don't know, maybe we wouldn't be talking about our inability to close down teams and you know some of the shots <laughs> that um, we've faced. But I, I watched him for years at Aberdeen and um, I have to say, when he left, that, that was the start of it. That was the start of that decline under McInnes for me. We yeah. never managed to replace somebody that could do the defensive side, but also go and get the ball for the fullbacks or whatever, and just you know link the play and just somebody who can actually pass it like ten yards for you know ninety percent of his passes mm-hmm. or more. The simple stuff he does well, um, and I, I think we we missed that in, in those first two games and this wee triple header. Aye, no, definitely, definitely. Okay, boys. Um, what we're going to do now is we've got a bit of a giveaway. Uh, it's kind of a test event for some big prizes we're going to give away around the Euros. I think we've got some signed strips and some other great prizes. But tonight we're giving away uh, a mug donated by John uh, to commemorate the Serbia playoff victory. And there might be some surprises in the mug. We'll see as well. But uh, let's uh, play Podmaster. Right, we've got two contestants picked at random. Uh, they entered earlier in the week. I've got Fergus Neville. How are you doing, Fergus? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. How are you? Uh, I've got Stephen Shand as well. How are you doing, Stephen? Not bad. James, not bad. Just tears yourself. All right, well, we tossed a coin before we started, so Fergus is going to go first. So Stephen's going into the isolation booth. We'll catch up with you in a minute. <laughs> Fergus, are you ready? I am. Okay, you've got the choice of two sets of questions. You can have Scottish Johns or you can have who scored it. Uh, I'll go for who scored it, please. Okay. Okay, are we ready? Yep. Here's your first question. Germany and which other nation are the most successful in the history of the European Championships? Uh, Spain's correct. Uh, at Euro 96, Scotland played two games at which English Premiership venue? Uh, well, I know they played England at Wembley. They played Netherlands at Villa Park. The other one, I'll guess, I'll go Villa Park. That's correct. Question three. For Scotland, and he does score right in the corner, and the pressure is piled on Serbia for their final kick. Who scored that last penalty for Scotland in the playoff against Serbia? Right. I'm thinking, so, it was the fifth penalty, and I know the fifth one against Israel was the winner, which was Kenny McLean, so I'll guess That's Kenny right. McLean. Yes, Kenny McLean is right. Question four, where are the semi-finals and final due to take place at the upcoming Euros? Uh, Wembley. That's correct. Which team surprisingly won Euro 2004? 
Grease. Correct. Okay, question six is a clip. Rude Hullet gave the Dutch the interval lead in Munich, but he was only the warm-up act. Oh! Tremendous goal by the Dutch striker! Who scored that second goal for Holland in the 1988 Euros final? Uh, Marco van Basten. That's correct. Who has more caps for Scotland, Christian Daly or Kenny Miller? Ooh, uh, I'll go Kenny Miller. Correct. <laughs> Which English Championship club does Lyndon Dykes play for? Uh, QPR. Correct. Who scored Scotland's last goal at a major tournament? Uh, last tournament was France 98, so we had... Brazil. Uh, I'm sorry, you're out of time. No, oh, no, no, no. It's <laughs> it was, Burley. Uh, sorry, out of time. Uh, last question. Uh, in what year was the inaugural European Championships played? Uh, I'm going to go 1958. I'm sorry, it was 1960. Ah. Well done, though, Ferg. Uh, John, how many points did you get there? Oh, give me a second, I need to tot it up. <laughs> Raging about Craig Burley, by the way. <laughs> Brookie, did well there, did he? He oh. did, yes. Yeah, no, congratulations, well done. John, we've got an official score? <laughs> yeah, we've got a score, very good score, actually. Unlucky with Craig Burley in the last in the, <laughs> the tournaments, mm-hmm. like the qualifiers, I think we'd have started 58, but yeah, the, tournament the tournament was 60. Was 60 yeah. So, uh, okay. What's he got? have a total of... 30. 30 points. Well done, Fergus. We'll see okay, how Stephen gets on. Right, Stephen, you ready? I am indeed. Okay. You've got a fair uh, uh, mountain to climb there. So Absolutely. Let me know what kind of questions you're wanting. You can have Scottish Johns or who missed it? Scottish Johns, please. Scottish Johns it is. Okay. First question. Who scored Scotland's goal in the playoff final against Serbia? Uh, Ryan Christie. Correct. Who is the highest capped player to both captain and manage Scotland? Uh, Alan McLeish. Correct. Okay, we've got a clip here. You've got to tell me who said this. Which Scottish John? Growing up as a wee boy, watching World Cups was what inspired me for it to actually get there. It meant everything. That's what John I trained Collins. for. That's, what That's I'm correct. For. Well done, John Collins. Okay, uh, who is the highest scoring Scotland internationalist to have played for Rangers? Ollie McCoy. Correct. Well done. Question five. Name one of the teams Scotland has yet to play in the current group. Correct, well done Um, Another clip Unbelievable, I think Richard Goff said the right word was humble there with the stature and standard of other people that are already in it and probably going to be in it so I'm really chuffed with it Which Scottish John, who's a Hall of Famer said that? Uh, John Gregg Unfortunately it was John Robertson Uh, Question 7 What shirt number does Captain Andy Robertson wear at Liverpool? At Liverpool. 26. Correct. 
Who are the current holders of the Euros from 2016? Portugal. Correct. Okay, uh, your final clip. Who said this? Which Scottish, John? It's 17. I had a two all over. My mum used to cut my hair in the kitchen. Uh, two all over and my head was that round. It looked like a meatball. Which Scottish John said that? Well, it's John McGinn. It is John McGinn. Well done. Okay, last question. <laughs> Including the upcoming one, how many European Championship finals have Scotland qualified for? Three. Three is correct. That's a... Uh, a decent score there, John. Have we got a final score for, for Shandy? We do, right? And what is it? A uh, very good score. We have a very close, but Shandy takes it with a 33. Oh, Ooh, boys. what a win. Brookie? Some effort <laughs> yeah, that, wasn't it? Shandy, that was brilliant. I Well done, boys. Sorry, Fergus, I thought you had that sewn up. Yep. Both boys well, in the if Google. You, if you give him, if you give me Burley, I think it would have been a tie. But, uh, <laughs> I think Shandy's, okay. Shandy's fingers must have been Shandy's fingers must have been quicker on the Google. Fergus, we'll have to say goodbye to you. Thanks for coming on. Not at all. It's my pleasure. See you again. Bye bye. Cheers. Excellent shift there, Stephen. You're the inaugural winner of the Pod Master Quiz, and you've won that. Uh, Scotland Serbia mug and inside it you might find a little voucher as well to treat yourself and a loved one oh. to a nice meal at the Fife Lodge Hotel magic. so uh, oh, magic. You, only get, you only get premium prizes here on Beyond Canal Park well that's it <laughs> <That's> correct <laughs> thanks for coming on Stephen aye cheers boys cheers thank you bye 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 did well there boys eh both of them oh, I'm impressed Raging, my questions never got used. Can <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't make it? You would always say that. <laughs> uh, after you had such a hassle marking up bloody ten questions as well. <laughs> Sean, you'll get a, a nice meal with the with the missus and yeah, a cup of his mug later. <laughs> It'd be funny if uh, one of them phones back up later and said, "Ah, you've counted that wrong." Mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I've got one of the answers wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right, back to the fit, my boys. Eh? Yeah. Um, yeah. Fit about John McGinn, another big player for us. His goal threat for Scotland is obviously invaluable. Um, but didn't he's best game against Israel? Let's say he was pretty anonymous, but another we can give the benefit of the doubt to John. Aye, McGinn's were, were biggest goal threat and has been over the last couple of years, really. Um, I, I didn't actually think the playing slightly further forward really suits him, to be honest. I, I think he. He played in the the middle two, if you like, in the Austria game and got a goal. Again, that was once he was pushed on, but the goal came for a corner. I think he would have been in the box regardless. No. Um, and I just think if he he's good enough to play the box-to-box role and it'll allow us to get a different creative player in the team or another striker, which I think aye, aye. would suit us better. Fair goal though, Brookie. The overheat. Aye, absolutely brilliant, wasn't it? We didn't um, see many of them at Hamden. No. <laughs> they they for Scotland, anyway. No. But you, aye, the first, well, I reckon we used it there. I just was waiting for the offside decision. I um, looked at As soon as it went, I thought, oh, I think he thought it was off an eye. I think yeah. I, he said uh, in the comments, that's why he did it. I think 
Aye, the right back's not going to be happy with that when he watches it back. But um, nah, absolutely brilliant for him. And that's that nine goals now he's got. Um, and he's, uh, is he 27, something like that? So what a, what a, a good return for a, a player that's had the amount of caps he's had. So, I think that's uh, 10. Aye, 10 goals, is it now? Maybe it after the night. Aye, I think so. Brilliant. I think that was one of your questions that never got asked, but our three of his goals were good, though. Yeah, the two of the night were good. Uh, good heater, good. Yep. good no, he did well. Did well. Is it, again, yep. that some boys were shouting for him to come out of team after the Israel game, but he's a, he's he's a stick on for a start to living if he's fit. Ah, oh, got to be. I, I just like to see him tearing about and probably running onto things more than. Aye, yeah. I think he can get a wee bit lost when he's too far up a pitch. But did you, Marco? Marco Armstrong, because he kind of fluffed his lines a bit, didn't he? With his chance to impress. Because we were kind of screaming for him to be in. Yeah, we were. I so wanted him to do well against Austria because I've really enjoyed watching him this season. So, And, and I'd said to you last week, he might be the one that misses out. But I was delighted to see him in. I'm not sure if it was instructions he was given a night or... No, but I didn't see him getting... You know, too far forward. You see him for Southampton uh-huh. making those runs in behind, getting on the ball in the final third, and you see his quality there. But I, and I just wonder if it's because him and McGinn seem to be, you know, mm. for Scotland anyway, seem to be doing similar roles, similar sort of things. And maybe when they're both in the teams, one of them has to be curbed. Uh, um, yeah. But it was maybe six and a half, seven out of ten, and it, it maybe wasn't. A, as good as he would be the first to admit it wasn't a, up there with best performances for me I would say that Armstrong's done McGregor's case for starting the Euros the world I good I think him and Jack will start the first game new John possibly I mean he likes McGregor I'm, I'm not a McGregor fan although he, he didn't really do too much wrong but no. I'm just not sure if he really offers us um Either way, so can back, maybe he rises to that big occasion like he did against Serbia. Though he'll maybe the tournament football get the best of him. Well, as I say, I would have, I would prefer us still to play with Dykes as that kind of second centre midfielder. We can even if it was Christie playing further forward or, right. or yeah. Armstrong, one of them. Um, I just think Gizas Mero an option and Gizas Mero energy in the in the middle. No, no. Well. Here's uh, after the Israel game, it was O'Donnell's turn to, to face the press, and here's here's what he had to say. And then, if we're sitting with five points at the end of the the camp, it's there's a lot more maybe positivity around the, the media. But it's a, a a positive start. But maybe we we'd have obviously liked to be in a maybe better position. But it's certainly going to be a very tight group. And if Andy thought this wasn't going to go to the wire, then it certainly is. He's kind of one person in one position when I really talked about, but uh, he, he spoke well about the racism incidents post-match, um, but I really kind of believe we're going to get a major tournament with O'Donnell's our starting right wing back. <laughs> Ricky. Ah, come on, boys. Right. <laughs> Stop. So he back-heeled it through David Oliver's leg. Luke, and then skinned him a few minutes later. A few looking for. <laughs> I bet Oliver's getting released for Bayern. He's mint. <laughs> Aye. Yeah, anyway, like he, 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 anybody could have pumped right. up by into the box for Hanley. That is just a, that's a junior free kick at like <laughs> halfway line pump in the box. It's that a keeper. A, a keeper should have came and claimed that all day long. That was a practice move. That was premeditated. <laughs> keeper was sleeping. Uh, You're roasting your keeper if he doesn't come for that. Oh. I mean, I thought he did all right in the first half of Austria, I have to say. Um, and I think it was you that said in the chat it was one of the biggest mismatches you'd seen in years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. but, 
uh, after being skinned a few times, Alaba when I forget a night that he faced Stevie O'Donnell. So, um, <laughs> SOD. I, SOD too. <laughs> I thought he'd a, I thought he'd a decent double header if nothing spectacular. He, I think he's the kind of guy that you get maybe six, seven out of ten every match. Um, got seven, and I'm like four, five. Uh, my only concern is we do. Is I don't what does. No. <laughs> well, he's not, he's not got much of delivery when he does get up to the uh, in that final third. But um, the big thing is the amount of times when he is bombing forward, we seem to get caught out on that side, and it doesn't. Tend to happen as much on the left. Um, I'm not sure whether that's whoever's on the the right hand side of the three, um, or just, whether it's just they getting back in. But th- that's my only concern. The amount of times we get caught out with that. I just think John at that level, he just doesn't look comfortable on the bar. He, even short passes, like his long passing was getting cut out of time. But even his short passes look a bit shaky. Yeah, they're behind boys and that. He just doesn't look at that level. There was a moment when he pretty much just ran the bar out the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think going back to the mismatch with Alaba I think Alaba's looked at him and thought I can't believe they've played him against me and just thought I'm not playing <laughs> he's brought him down to his level I'm not playing against him that's me it's an insult okay we're stuck with him I'll we're tell you fit, against against the, the so-called lesser teams I called it a couple of pods ago Fraser at right wing back's an option from where from where the dominant team aye but Clark's can I, if you look at the Teams we've got to play against in the Euros, he's negative. I just kind of see him playing out. Although I, option I, if we're chasing a game, aye, definitely, definitely. And I think Fraser's done himself a can great. Fra- Fraser's did a good triple header. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, but going back to Donal, I think Ken. I, I do think we're stuck with him. Um, he's oh, near the best, but he Ken's Clark's system and Clark trusts him. Um, say he's got to play. We've just got to accept it and hope he has a stormer. <laughs> it's funny though. Uh, the two boys we slated uh, post uh, pre pre game O'Donnell and Hanley uh, combined for the first goal. Goals of the weekend. Fuck off. Did you make our striking options across the two games, Sean? Um, really chuffed that Adams got a goal tonight. I thought good goal, and good goal. Yeah, um, I thought he. He created a decent chance for himself against Israel. Maybe he could have done slightly better with the shot. Um, but he's certainly got more about him than Dykes uh, mm. with the bar at his feet. I thought Dykes looked really leggy. Dykes was struggling. Uh, I don't uh, care if it's not quite fit or just not playing regularly for QPR or fed with. But it was maybe that shitey blonde hair. That <laughs> <laughs> was better than the bald head. That was cool in like 2000, was it? If an Eminem was doing it. But... Uh, I do think there's a case for the two of them playing up top and almost playing a mere traditional three-five-two. Um, mm-hmm. We probably Adams having to do a little bit more defensive work than than Dykes, but the thing with Dykes is he he helps us get up a pitch because he will win flick-ons and Aye. and had a bar up, especially against team kind of better teams. But yeah, yeah. Adam looks quick. He looks like he's got a wee a wee trick in him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a positive. It was. The two good things for me with we Adams was he looked like he wanted to be there and tried hard and he got a goal. So. Aye, aye. Brooke, yeah, it was times as wheel far. Uh, he got the bar in his own half and drove forward, drove a hill team forward, just running past boys. I can't, it was the Pharaohs. But yeah, it, it's promising. 
Yeah, absolutely. I saw that uh, running in the first half against Pharaohs, and mm-hmm. he just I don't know on the he far took side, it in half right into I, the box. <laughs> I just went, it just went on it, and he was running full speed even though he hit the bar. Uh, um, yeah. he's he's got some real raw talent, isn't he? He's got some mm-hmm. real attributes and stuff, and I think he's twenty four as well. So you're you're, I mean, he's 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 taking really our striking options himself. up a level for sure. Aye, if, but if you good. look at uh, where we were. When Clark took over, we didn't hate Dykes, we didn't hate Adams, Nisbet. Uh, can it's mm, we were good. all speaking about where we're going to get goals good at scout from in the foreign market. Uh, <laughs> and, but can fair play to Stevie Clark, he's that's kind of transformed now. Um, and the shout of McFadams did come up in the group chat, like <laughs> it, did, it was getting to that stage. Um, but we've got some options up front, um, options that are nay Ollie McBurney as first choice, right. and um, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm happy with it. Dykes, uh, Adams had a, a decent, uh, couple of games mm-hmm. he got his goal Aye. I think he's probably jumped to the head of the queue to be honest is he if we're playing one up he's probably oh I think so I think, so. Um, I think and, he's a step up in class fit we've got and that, including Dykes in it and where would he possibly be in two or three you know two seasons three seasons um, fingers crossed uh, what we're giving Steve Clark a 10 for his management so far John but he's overall so far. How many games that he's had on this year? But that's been close to a couple of years, I suppose, with a big break as well. I, I think I would give him about a seven because right. we've qualified for a tournament. <laughs> he's riding on that for a while. Like. And hey, fair play. Nobody else has managed to do that in the last twenty-three years. So he did it. It kind of gets gets a seven. But I think for the three games, I'd be five, Aye. four, maybe. I think we all agreed that we we're pretty poor against Israel. For vast majority, and then from we did get the goal and we looked in the front foot, his negative subs were really frustrating for me. Ah, but Kim Fit though, boys, Kim Fit he did the and this pleased me in the end was he changed it against Israel when it wasn't working. Um, and ticket for somebody that's been watching a club manager for the last eight years who wouldn't have changed the system. Oh, yeah, I get my kind of sense of why. He just wouldn't, uh, irrespective um, of what was happening in the game and. I would have changed it after 20 minutes in Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe not so much the personnel, but I think we had to change the system. And we went to that 4-2-3-1, and we had the four sort of attacking four in the second half. Our press was much better. We just we were on the front foot. Everything was a bit better. And so I we maybe didn't get other result, but I mean... We could have been. We we could have. We wouldn't have complained at half time if uh, we'd been two or three down and ended up losing the game. So he changed it and we got a draw. So uh, it wasn't a great, but I, I think I've got to give him a wee bit of credit for that because I wasn't sure if he would if he would do that. Mm. John, again, we we have spoken about it in the week. Uh, we found it frustrating that Clark is just maybe slightly too negative against. Fit, really, as an average team, is real. That, we made them look good, I think. Are we showing them far too much respect? Um, aye, aye, we do. Um, and we, we just didn't we didn't lay a glove on them in the first no. half. We just never got near them. And I hear what you're saying, Brookie, about the change. He actually said in his press conference after that uh, he was going to mark. He can he he was going to mark the change regardless. And mm. um, no. but they left it till half time, and he. He kind of was hoping they would they would cling on to half time and then mark a change. Why did they wait? Why did they wait to check in? Because he's negative. 
but we could have easily been 3-0 doing and the change wouldn't have made the blindest bit of difference. If you're getting beat or overrun, why not you make the change again when it needs to be made? I didn't understand that. It does not look to me like Amani's going to be moved. Like No, no. And, uh, can I think folk might have expected him to go to four at the back the night against the Pharaohs mm-hmm. um, and he went straight back to the <laughs> five at the back. If we're thinking about the formation then, boys. I think we'll stick it with three of the back. But the, the problem is, is when it turns into a five against teams like Israel. Fair enough against Austria in spells in Denmark, but against Israel, weren't they? What in a back five? No, and I think what was pleasing was when, when we did go at the four, Tierney can obviously slot into that because he did really well, I thought. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, but going back to, to Israel, I mean, they have got a couple of good players, but as soon as we started pressing them, Aye, they looked ordinary. And why would they do that for the start? I, I, I thought we looked leggy in Israel, like I thought. And again, McGregor, yeah. there was not much energy in that midfield. Nah, a lot of boys didn't turn up, eh? No. Yeah. Well, we've went to Israel three times now in the last few years, and the first twice we have been tried to be really defensive, and uh, KG and uh, we've got we got beaten twice. So yeah. I, I would have preferred to see us just try to go mm-hmm. in the front foot like we did in the second half for the start. I have to say, but let, let's be honest, they they are maybe below us in the rankings and stuff like that. But I mean, Solomon Zahavi. Das are definitely on the right side. They're probably getting in or starting to live in, are they? Yeah, they wouldn't have been far away. The right back, the right back yeah. would die. He's good. <laughs> but, uh, hey, we looked at, before the draw, we looked at pots three and four and we couldn't tell an awful lot of difference between yeah. the two pots. So uh, that two pots are very similar. You could, could be in one or the other, it wouldn't make much of a difference. I, I definitely. I, I was probably more frustrated actually after the Austria game because uh, it was there for the um, taking. I think it was there for the taking. And as soon as we got a goal, we took on like a defensive minded player <sighs> and took off an attacking player from over in the ascendancy. And it just felt like just keep it the same. Mm-hmm. Can we go and get It's just the Clark Y. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we've got. And hey, at the end of the day, it's three games unbeaten. And like Ricky said, we'd never beat in Israel in the other. There you go. Away, there you so. go. Uh, 4-0 against Pharaohs tonight. There's nearly much we can tack away from that. A routine win. 4-0 would be about an average expected score against part-time opposition. It's kind of an all-win situation, really, is it, John? Uh, it's a damned if you do, damned if you do <laughs> kind of scenario. Um, although, you know, my pals Mike uh, Smith earlier was saying that Pharaohs have not actually lost a game by, like, five goals. Okay. Uh, only once in the last... Eight years or something like uh, that. There's certainly been an that upturn. Was, uh, that was to Portugal. It um, came for a nation with 53,000 as oh, a population. I mean, it hit to be a routine win. And uh, I think I called a four goals would be fit, we hmm. would be wanting to see. I think that's probably just about fits expected. And we can't have any complaints about winning games 4 now. That's for sure. Oh, that's it. Ricky, I, I, I think glimmers of hope for Adams and Fraser and, and Tierney, obviously. Uh, the night but again there's only so much you can read into it against part timers yeah well, I can read into an extra you do uh, you read it uh, I can read extra because <laughs> I've got uh, I've got a bit more money in my bank account thanks to my uh, Adams to score any time in Scotland 4-0 bet so. and us not travelling across <laughs> Europe <laughs> um, we won but the, the first half I mean at half time I was thinking 
uh, we've got more questions than answers here. Um, mm. It was half a slow First and laboured. And uh, wow, aye, we just no problem getting up to the final third around the edge of the box. But there was apart from the goal where we did cut them open. There was I'm just uh, I thought oh wow these boys look comfortable at the back weren't they really causing them too much problems mm. and. Uh, and again, the not closing down thing, touched on it before, that long-range effort could have went in. And I think that closed out, that's the aspect of our game that's really hurting us just now. And I hope when Jack comes back in, that improves. But we eventually killed the game. The second goal, everybody relaxed, and that was out. Scored some great goals and um, pretty comfortable in the end. Aye, aye. John, very quickly, have you got a preferred 11 in your mind new for that opening game of the Euros? No, nothing fixed to be yeah. quite honest. I've got no, a team. still some questions. I, I think there's still a lot of questions, really. Faz nailed on then. Give some players that are definitely starting. I think Marshall will be the keeper, and I think the back three will be McTominay and Tierney. Mm-hmm. Definite. One other. Mm-hmm. I would hit Gallagher, but I think Hanley will probably get the nod. Mm-hmm. I think O'Donnell and Robo are nailed on wing backs. Yep. Again, I'll play in midfield some way. I think Adams has probably put himself in there. And then I think rest up for debate. second midfielder, I think you're looking at between Jack McLean. Uh, and I think Fraser's probably put himself in Definitely. there. Definitely. Definitely. I'm a big fan of Christie, so I would hate him in my team. But any, any differences for you, Brookie? Uh, no, I would go a wee bit further and say I think Jack, if he's fit, he'll be a. I think he will. I think he will. I've been. I was impressed with Fraser. I think he's done himself no harm anyway. We'll get, we'll get in a starting path, but it'll be interesting to see. I uh, do think we'll change our team a lot as well. Like I, I don't think we'll play the same team in the three games unless we're comfortably winning, kind of thing, aye. which is unlikely. Win the first two and we're three. We can rest the boys for Croatia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I think Dykes will play a part. I think Christie will play a part. Armstrong aye. will maybe get a game here and there. So yeah, and I think you were telling me it's five subs as well, so it'll be it'll be excellent aye. bodies in the park. Um, I think I also read that we're going to be um, playing Ireland and Holland pre-tournament. That'll be be interesting. It'll be tough. Ireland's always tough, despite their woes recently. And Holland are, are a class opposition. Uh, we'll get Ireland five the way they're I was wondering because I thought they maybe would uh, uh, we would have heard something by now I wonder if there I was think that is in the pipeline I, I didn't yeah. know if it would happen with COVID but I think I think they'll have to play one or two because yeah. that's the next games basically I, well, Euros is the next games other than friendlies yeah Exactly. So no, it'll be good, and here's hoping we can maybe have some sort of part as fans to mm. uh, go to some of them if any of them are in Scotland. Um, but Dean yeah. Brugge about the night score Austria Denmark. Obviously Denmark beat them four 0 in Austria. Does that affect the dynamics of the group? It's certainly a good result for us, isn't it? Yeah, Denmark winning was the best result for us. So mm. you're hoping that they run away with. It. Um, if we can get someone in Austria, I know I'm not going to realistically say we're going to go there and win. It's it's not beyond us. We can um, get a point but there, I think. If we can go there and get a point, now, the key thing here is we've got Denmark at home in the very last game of this qualifying group, right? That's right. And if, if let's say, they've already qualified, which we assume they probably will, mm. if somebody had said to us at the start of this, right, it'll go down to your last game at home, your fans will be back in the stadium, you'll be playing Denmark, who've already won a group, mm. and maybe want to be as can, uh, full strength, and you've got to get some of that game to get second place. You'd have bite the hand off for it at the start of the group. Definitely, there's a lot of ifs and buts there, like. But yeah. uh, certainly, if if you say, "Give us, give us that 
Denmark at home to qualify, you need a win. You might be take it to start the group, John. I definitely, and if we can get 50,000 in Hamden, that would maybe help as well. Be like the Italy game hour again. <laughs> um, I'll start greeting again. <laughs> that's every game. <laughs> Gibraltar at home, you were greeting. <laughs> um, John, give us then one player, in fact, for each year, so I'll start with you, John. One player, if fit, you'd love to add to that squad for the Euros, and who would they replace in the current squad? It was hard just to to go with one. Um, I've got a few that I think we can easily <laughs> cut. Is your name Brookie? Like <laughs> <laughs> just try to get my money's worth. <laughs> so I would definitely cut McBurney. No questions. Him gone, aye. and they take somebody else. Um, okay. If we aye. didn't have to, McBurney's out, and I would drop Taylor, and I would drop Considine. Unfortunately, mm. I think going by him, even getting on, and McKenna aye. getting on, he's. We didn't need that amount of defenders from McTominay's. Taylor's just a strange for me being in there. Like, so I think that's came. We've got three out of that squad. Aye. We need to cut. Yeah. So that would probably be my three. Um, and the first name that came ahead was James Forrest. I think um, if he's fit and gets a run of games, I think he would option a, a different option. But yep. as an alternative, if Gilmer was starting to play for Chelsea, I would I would think about him like throw him in like guess Sven took Michael Owen. Theo <laughs> Theo. Theo. <laughs> he didn't have play. <laughs> I thought he coddled to go in, didn't he? Aye. Uh, I uh, think Turnbull's a, a decent enough shout. Isn't aye, aye. The midfield is the hardest bit to break into, I would say. Brookie, if it's, uh, if it's your thoughts on it. Um, if he's fit, it has to be James Forrest for me. Aye, yeah. Um, He's the pace, goal threat. Um, he gets out a score against Israel. <laughs> um, so we get him back uh, for the, the Euros. I think he would probably be somebody that could break in. We've said this before, but do you think Griffiths is, is done or Scotland again? Or is this move to Aberdeen <laughs> going to reignite him? <laughs> he, might, he might come to Aberdeen if he's happy and fit, score a barrel load. Um, uh, it be too late for the Euros, isn't it? Aye, aye. aye. He's done, He's done for, for the Euros. Season. Done for the Euros, yeah. Okay, I, I want you to listen to this clip, guys. Uh, I think that's just Glasgow paper noise for me. Um, I think Aberdeen's just a vehicle. I think they're poking fun at Scott Brown. But um, he would certainly sort some of the boys. It wouldn't be <laughs> kicks and marses, I think. Um, so I, I just, it's not worth debating. I think he's coming. That's not going to happen. I just. Brookie, we need to address those comments you made about Scott Brown in the last podcast. What, what a dick. A few <laughs> folk have asked me to call you on it. It's just got to do with Scotland games. <laughs> Former Scotland legend. Uh, well, I'm as surprised as MD, but um, I honestly thought it was a, a wind-up. I didn't see it coming, but good luck to him and glass. Um, the club have decided to be a bit bold and go for something different. Um, so... Aye, well, the fans will get behind them and see how it goes. Aye. Fingers crossed. There we go. Right, I think that'll do for this one, boys. Just a, a quick eating round up, John. If it we've seen this week, will we qualify for the World Cup? I think we'll get to the playoffs and get beat. Brookie, we're going to Qatar. Uh, can I see? I'm afraid no. Don't think so. Uh, it's probably no for me now. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we'll end the show. <laughs> Thank 
you for tuning in to the Beyond Hamden Park spin-off special. Not exactly the results we'd been looking for, but we'll see if it happens uh, after the Euros when qualifying resumes. We'll be back with more Scotland specials around the Euros, um, shows before and after all the games, and we'll have some special guests and some great prizes to get your hands on. My thanks to John and Brookie for joining me and giving their opinions tonight, and also to the Tartan Specials for the intro music. Tune in to all Beyond Canal Park podcast episodes on Apple, Google, Spotify or Anchor and follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram for more information. That's us on a break now. I aim to return with Series 5 on the 30th of May. Until then, bye for now. Bye for now.